Board Gaming with Education, a podcast for anyone curious about how games and education mix. We explore various topics like game-based learning, gamification, and board games, and the impacts they have on learning. Here's your host, Dustin Stats. Coming up, we have another interview episode, and this episode is about the game by the vote. It's a very fun, lighthearted game about the Electoral College. And I hope you practiced your right to vote this past election. This episode is going live after the election, so congratulations to the new president, whoever that may be. Let's get into the episode and learn a little bit about the creators behind By the Vote. Welcome to another interview episode of Board Game with Education. I am excited to be joined by not one, but two guests today. Today I have Dave and Justin from Koozie Games, a family board game company who just finished their Kickstarter for By the Vote. So I'm really excited to talk about this political game, political family game. So before we get there, there is one fun fact I learned about them. They were called Koozies before they were a game company. What? The heck is a koozie? <laughs> <laughs> it's not to hold your cold drink, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> Justin, we're excited to be on here. Uh, I'm Dave, and my cousin Justin's next to me. So, Hey, everyone. This is uh, Justin. Nice to meet you, Dustin. Nice to meet you, too. So what's that What's that koozie? What is, what is it? Yeah, sure. Um, so koozies is a little nickname, a little team name, if you will, for us group of cousins that started with seven cousins that came together to play board games over Thanksgiving, Christmas, grandma's birthday. And we've really bonded with each other over board games. Uh, and it's a little play on cousins. It's koozies. Uh, it's just a cute little nickname we gave to ourselves. And then we decided to use that for the business as well because that's where it all started. Yeah, that, that's totally right, Dave. Over time, we started at seven. Now we're growing to eight because I just got married, and uh, you know, it's it's. I think it's been a really great time, and and for us to really use board games as a medium for us to get close to each other as a family, and so you know, wanted to kind of share that love with with everyone else, and that's how we came with Koozie's Games. That's really awesome, and congratulations too. Thank you. Thanks. So. Koozies is a board game company. What? I, who are you guys before the company or as a part of the company? Like, how does board games and that relate to each other? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I, I so for me, um, I'm actually a product manager in health technology today, and so uh, for for me, it actually, you know, I, I think as a product manager and working on different products, you always you know want to put your stamp in the world. Um, you want to come up with something that people enjoy and being part of a company, you know, it's like you, you, you work on a cool product, but ultimately, you know, I think, you know, when, when for me and Dave, when we thought about, you know, what, what it's a product we want to put our stamp in the world, you know, like board games was such a, a, a great opportunity that kind of brought um, our family closer together and wanted to, to really bring that to, to other people. And so for me, it's, you know, being a product manager, um, it was, you know, so transitioning to to a like kind of board game product was uh was kind of in line with what I what I kind of do today. The day job, I'm a boring old business analyst. Um, so I I I'm like an expert paper pusher. Um, so having this opportunity to create a board game with my cousin 
is just that's just pure joy for me. And I thought it would have been an awesome opportunity. A lot of challenging parts, and it's been a long road, but uh, love sharing our creation with people that we have played with. That's really cool. And I'm excited to hear more about your story and how the game can be used maybe in classrooms too. But before we get there, we're, our podcast is Board Game with Education. We talk about how games can help with learning or teaching. When was a time that you have learned something through playing a game? <laughs> yeah, sure. Actually, I think for me, um, actually making this this board game, I actually learned a lot about the Electoral College. Um, you know, I think, I, I guess to just really talk about by the vote a little bit, um, I actually didn't know there was like 50, even 51 regions um, when, um, you know, it's it's 51, uh, 50 states plus D.C. that that vote for um, the uh, the presidential candidate. Um, and even learning about how, you know, Maine is, um, has, um, electoral votes by, um, by region, you know, like there's actually a lot of things I learned about, about the electoral college. And even now, now really just, it all comes to me so easily. Like California's 55, Texas is 38 electoral votes. You got New York at 29, Florida at 29. And, and all, all these kind of random facts about electoral college, just, uh, just comes with me because we played played it so much. Yeah. Uh, so that that was my yeah, that was my fact. Yeah, I, Justin, I wouldn't be ashamed. I, I would, I'm <laughs> same with you. There's some things I've learned personally just from creating this game. But you know, I think I love what Dustin's doing in terms of you know what your mission of kind of bringing board games and education aspect marrying the two together. I think there's a lot to learn from board games. Um, a lot of the softs goes beyond kind of the details of, uh, you know, from, for, for our game, for election system, you know, there's, there's executive decision-making, you're teaching people patience, even money management. So a lot of these softer skills that, uh, you know, and in a fun environment that, that should not go unnoticed. And, you know, honestly, these are very important skills beyond just math. And by the way, you do do math during our game. You just don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the the perfect learning opportunity learning without knowing you're, you're learning um so i have a quick pop quiz and if you get it right then awesome if you get it wrong you can just edit it out of the podcast Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure you know it uh, with the game so nebraska because that's where i'm from how many electoral votes does nebraska have and why are they special nebraska. i know i know nebraska also also um Votes by region like Maine, right? Right. Yep. Yep. Um. Uh, by uh, yeah. By um. And I think I want to say it's eleven. No, it's not. It's not. I, I want to say six. Uh, we have stared it's- at the cards so much that all of them start <laughs> blurred together. I want to say six. You say eleven? It's, it's lower. It's really low, actually. It's three. Um, yeah, it's three. It's only it's really? so <laughs> the. One part of the state is Omaha, and that's the biggest city, is inside a mm. county, and that's one vote. And then the other rest of the state splits the other two and a half. So mm. it's a, I think it might be the smallest. I don't know. I guess I, I'll have three, to play your game to learn. Smallest. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. We, Which one that we learned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that <Okay>. we learned. <laughs> so what made you decide? Because I listened to, or I, I listened to a little bit of your guest appearance on another podcast, and I was kind of looking at your Kickstarter. And it looks like we share a similar journey through the board game hobby where I think you listed like Bonanza and you mentioned that early on as Bonanza, Clank, and I think I saw Coup as well. Those are some of the games that really got me into the hobby. Um, what 
made you take the leap from playing games to creating games? Um, I think those games were kind of quick and easy for some of our cousins that uh, are not hardcore board gamers and are more of a casual board gamer. And um, we're used to, when they hear board game, they think, oh, Monopoly, Risk. And, you know, I would say Coop and Clank, you know, the, 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 that's a step further than just uh, uh, your Monopoly. And so these are easier games to learn. Maybe not so Clank, Coop definitely, Bonanza definitely, that easy to play. And there's a lot of us, so we need a lot of a game that can support a lot of us. So those are the reasons why we picked up on those games. And basically, Justin was the one who introduced these games to the family, and we would just learn from him, and we'd play and have a ton of fun. And Justin, on his idea streak, decided, oh, why don't I create a game? And, uh, I, and I thought, oh, wow, that sounds awesome. And then two years later, we, we finally got across the finish line with By the Vote. Yeah, yeah, for me, that's um, <laughs> a great question. Like, for me... I, I'm actually a pretty hardcore gamer, I would say. Uh, maybe not as not 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 to the uh, I would say super hardcore, but I, I I you know I play Gloomhaven every every week um, for like three four hours <laughs> with the same group of friends in the last like two years. Um, and in, and I think you know since I, so I also got married in the past year as well, and you know I think during that time when we were kind of making this, making this game, you know, what I noticed was there was a lot of my friends that, you know, didn't really play board games that often. Um, and, and we wanted to kind of create something, you know, like what's great about Coup and like Bonanza is, you know, you can kind of, it still takes a bit of time to learn, but you can pick it up fairly quickly. Um, but we wanted to kind of make a game that you can pick up. Uh, it's sort of very easy to learn with like a lot of strategy um, and you know when you when you're playing by the vote also there's a lot of um, repetitive play also so like you, you kind of learn from your your decision making really quickly so it's like great for kids and great for learning and so you know for for something like by the vote you know I think what we really wanted to do is make something you know really easy quick to play easy to learn um, but with like you know a lot of replayability with people with the different people that you play with um, you know, similar to coup and, and really like have something that, that, um, that's, that someone can just pick up and, and, you know, kind of as a, as a filler game as well. So super awesome. And by the vote is, can you give us a quick rundown of, uh, the experience someone might have with playing the game? Yeah, sure, sure thing. I think with with by the vote, what what you know, what the game is about is, you know, you and you and a bunch of candidates are trying to win, um, the presidency um, to try to get 270 electoral votes. You and the second place, whoever the first place player and the second place player together have to collect 270 electoral votes. You don't know who it's going to be, but you're all vying for that, for those same electoral votes that that, uh, that get dealt out. Over time, there's like, you know, so we start with like three, three state cards that get dealt out and people behind their little voting booths are, you know, deciding how much money I should spend to campaign in each of the states. Uh, whoever spends the most money uh, for that state wins the state. Over time, there's more and more state cards get, as, as more and more state cards get dealt out, the stakes get raised. And, you know, there's also swing states that come out that allow you to kind of steal states from other players. And so it just, it, it's, it's really sort of this escalating bidding game that really like, that, that really like increases the, the, the tension as the game goes on and as you get closer to the end of the election. 
Really cool. I love that it's simple and quick to pick up and it's a fast game because for using something like this in the classroom, that is, or those are some kind of checkboxes that a game has to have. If you're going to do a game that, you know, takes a little bit longer, you have to build out maybe a unit based around whatever game experience it is. But if it's a simple game like that and you're kind of showing how the electoral college works and it's super fast. I mean, you said 15 minutes, right? Yep. Three minutes to learn (laughs) and three minutes to learn. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's half a class time period for most, for most classes are, you know, 40 to 50 minutes for, you know, middle school, which is probably about the time you're studying the electoral college. So how did you incorporate some real life topics like the electoral college and the number of, number of uh, votes each state gets. How did you kind of use that and also in keep the fun in the game? So we incorporated the real electoral vote counts. Um, obviously, of course, it will be updated um, and with every census, and then we will update the game accordingly. Um, so we've incorporated the, the real electoral vote counts, but we're, we're, the game doesn't go into the issues. It is very much a nonpartisan approach to learning about the system and not about learning about the specific issues, if that makes sense, not politicizing a political game, uh, which may ruin the fun. And I think the most rewarding part of this experience and journey for for me, at least, um, is we have played and play tested with kids, fourth graders and up, and just the excitement and that they've gotten from this game and they've, when they play, they want to play about six or seven times straight. It's, and they are just so excited and hooked on it. And they're, they're learning about saving money. They're learning about strategy. They're learning about um, patience. And, you know, maybe they first, when they first approach the game, they play however haphazardly, but they, the next game they learn to get better and at the end of the end of the game, you have to tally up your score and they're doing math and do, you know, tallying your score over 150, 200, maybe even. Um, so it's, it's, there's a lot of learning here. That's really awesome. And you said you were play testing with uh, fourth graders and up. What, what were some of the, or what was some of the feedback you received from those students? Yeah, ahead, I, I think, I, I think, I think one of the things that I think makes the, this game really approachable, you know, for, for younger um audiences really is like the n- not just the fact that it's like you know really easy to learn but every round you're kind of doing a little you know you're basically doing the same thing and there's like this repetitive nature in it but you're kind of adjusting your strategy every round right in, in the game there's there's actually like um there's eight rounds um and and every every round you're you're like bidding on the states you're thinking about okay what's going to happen you know it you know like uh, there's these certain states out on out on the, the the board currently. How much should I put in each of the states? What are other my competitors going to do? Um, you know, should I put money kind of money on these swing states that come up that kind of have these special effects? Um, and in each each round, you're kind of making those same decisions. And as the game goes on, you're you're making these decisions. Um, the, the the decisions get bigger and bigger, and and there's like more impact. But it starts off pretty easy. There's sort of this sort of repetitive nature, I think, bodes really well for like younger audiences, and I think that's why kids love it so much. It's like, you know, they 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 see, you know, um, how people are 
are are campaigning for these states, and then they're and in their mind they're getting different ideas to to basically uh, adjust their strategy in the next round, and they they immediately see some feedback of like, you know, how how my strategy is working um, in in sort of the subsequent uh, in real in, time in, in yeah. rounds, yeah, very very quickly, and so that that, that will is something we found. You know, resonated really well with with kids that are, that are trying to learn. It's like, you know, you you want to give kids an ability to make the make the choices with like, with not much um, uh, repercussion toward making bad choices. Rather, give them an op- another opportunity to to adjust their strategy, adjust their thinking, and then see them succeed in that. Um, and and we we saw we, you know we saw like some of our best player. <laughs> there was actually one girl that that we play play tested with. Um, that was like 11 years old. Um, she was like one of the best players we played with. She was like consistently crushing us sometimes in the game, and um, and that that was a that was just really exciting to see. Yeah, I agree with those points. I think it's just the play money. They get to hold the play money, get to decide how to spend the play money. There's competitiveness involved. Um, there's the there's this you know real time gratification of knowing if what you're doing, your actions, if they're strategic, if they're winning, and then adjusting kind of the next round. Um, and the game is 15 minutes, and you can restart if you do poorly. That's really cool. I love how you, as a player, you can kind of see the, I guess, the iterative process of your strategy within the game. You don't have to play, because some games you have to play a whole game of it before you realize, oh, did that strategy work or not? But in this, you can kind of adapt as you see fit. That's really cool. I also really like the the reality of money in politics. I think that's a important lesson that I guess shouldn't be gleamed over in the game and then you know classrooms too. So that's that's really really cool that it applies that real world mechanic and kind of shows that that's a thing that that maybe kids are not considering that money is a way to influence uh, campaigns and people's votes. Yeah, yeah Dustin, sure. you nailed it. That's right. It is. It is the reality of 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 elections, and um, to win a presidential election, I think it takes in the billion. Um, that's what it requires in terms of running commercials, ads, um, and you know, there's a focus on specific states and which state to run ads, and that's kind of the parallel that we are trying to mimic, if you will, using the money you get from the super PACs and which states are you placing your ads on you know, in sacrifice of not focusing other states, so. Right, I saw that you had um, uh, swing states in there too. Is that something that is based on real world swing states or is that, how did you come up with that? Yeah, yeah, we actually, so the there's um, there's a bunch of swing states in, in the game. Uh, they were based on 538, uh, the uh, last... Um, the last uh, it's a little bit of the last election plus this election um, but 538 published uh, I think it was like 12 swing states and that that's what we used in our in our game um, and, and we wanted you know in, in the game itself we wanted to make the swing states feel special and so there is a there is a special mechanic that happens in the game where you know, once if you win a swing state um, basically we wanted to simulate like the momentum is kind of shifting in, into your favor. And so you can kind of steal the, the last state from another player, um, which makes it really, really interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I didn't draw that parallel when I was watching the video, but that's really cool to 
the momentum shift when you win a swing state. That's really cool. All right, so before we head into our final segment, I do want to ask one thing as far as if someone is on the fence thinking about either buying this to play at home or buying it to maybe introduce it to their students in the classroom, what would you tell them? I think uh, one of the things that we run into is, even as on the Kickstarter, is that the political games seem to have this stigmatism towards them. And because they think if you buy a political board game, oh, it's going to ruin game night. And I think that's because some of these political election games kind of go into the issues a little bit, whereas we kind of just nicely glaze along the surface, not once again in a nonpartisan way. And I got to tell you, it's truly fun. Um, we have play tested with demo the game with almost 500 people and got extremely positive results. I think 90, about 96% of people will play again, like 86% would recommend it to a friend. So if you play it, chances are you're going to like it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like like what Dave said, you know, it's it's it doesn't it's not a game where we're really picking the politics of things, but you know, it, the 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 whole electoral college system is is a little bit wonky, right? And uh, and we wanted to kind of point that out in the game and to kind of poke a little bit of fun at it while also kind of poke a little bit of fun at the the whole fact that you know winning elections is so much based on money and how you think about using money and strategically using your money in 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 your campaign. And so, you know, it, it this it, it's a it's a really fun fast game you can play with your kids. You know, you'll have a lot of a really great time kind of playing over and over again. It's there's a high replay value. Yeah, sure. it's a great family game. I, the parents were also enjoyed, um, not just the kids and the students. Um, in this game, you play the game as much as you play the player, if you get what I'm saying. Um, there's a lot of EQ of reading people, too. Um, so that's why uh, some poker players, our friends who play pokers, play poker, uh, they love this game, too. <laughs> they, they think it's like a, even a faster version to Texas Hold'em because you get to flip up and read and bid and even in faster whereas yeah. poker you got to wait for your right hand to play so to speak yeah that that that, that a lot of the game is actually because i uh, like poker but i hate waiting for that you know good hand to play and so there, a lot of uh, a lot of this game actually came about trying to solve that you know some of that fun elements of poker um but without having the kind of wait for that right hand to come along really awesome so the Kickstarter did just end, and we're going to go into the final segment. But before we do, where would someone get that game if they wanted to order yeah, it? Yeah, uh, you can pre-order it on buythevotegame.com. Uh, we're taking pre-orders, and we're looking to ship the game in November. Awesome, right around the perfect yeah for the election <laughs> and uh we we were looking to um work more closely with schools uh with classrooms uh i mean we just our passion here is to share this creation of ours with as many people as possible especially with the educators that you know the educators we talk to have a tough time teaching the uh the lesson on the election system and I think this is a perfect, fun, quick way of grabbing students' attention and, and helping them learn about, I think, one of the most important civics lessons, which is voting. Yeah, d definitely. You know, I think when, you know, as we're kind of thinking about growing this game, you know, we, 
this initial version of the game we you know sort of designed for for you know fun and you know for for definitely for teachers to kind of kind of take that initial to teach a little bit about the electoral college and i think there's even more things we can do and put into the game uh, that that makes it make it makes it even more interesting like potentially adding capitals and things and there's definitely you know expansion ideas coming along but um but we would you know we would love to talk to more teachers uh, and we we've started that process and, and kind of talking with teachers looking at you know maybe even potentially coming up with with a specific a special you know teacher's edition of by the vote so you know we'd love to get in contact with you if you're a teacher or if you're at home just working with your kid and 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 you know, are have want to have a lesson and, and a game to play with them. You know, I, we would love to hear from you, um, and you could definitely reach out to us um, through any social media or through our website. Our only warning is you have to play seven times straight for kids. <laughs> that, that 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 may happen. Awesome, and that's again bythevotegame.com. If you are a teacher looking for a way to teach the electoral college, awesome. So we're gonna head into the final segment. This is a thumbs up. Thumbs down, quick lightning round. I'm going to give you, let's do four statements, and you'll give me a thumbs up and a thumbs down, whether you like it or not, and then a brief reason why. So we'll start with um, the thumbs first and then the reasons why after. Hmm. So the first one is board game movies. I can go first. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Thumbs up uh, for Jumanji. <laughs> Definitely one of the one of the movies <laughs> I'm thinking about uh, growing up as a kid. Love that movie. <laughs> um, I and the, the new Jumanjis are awesome too. So, yeah, thumbs up for me, Jumanji. Okay, thumbs up, <laughs> and he took my idea from my brain. So that's it. <laughs> All right. Um, the next one: abstract games. Abstract games. Good. I I will try anything, and so I think thumbs up for me. I would try anything once, any games, and just there's so I have we have met so many other creators. And there's so much creativity within this space, and I have been blown away by it. And I, I I'm open minded to anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think for me too. You know, like I I think sometimes the more abstract, the more you can kind of bring in new ideas and creative ideas into the game and creative mechanics. I, yeah, I'm definitely all for that. And, and, you know, like board games, I think, you know, there's, there's so many already predefined mechanics and, and there's like ways to bring abstract elements and bring new creative uh, board game mechanics that, yeah, definitely thumbs up. And the next one is more thematically related politics at dinner. Go ahead, I can go first. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think thumbs up also because you know I think you know I I think talking about politics and you know understanding views um, between you know you your parents your cousins your family um, you know I I think that's 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 really important. I, I know politics is is very polarized today, but. You know, I, I think it's it's really important for us, you know, as as people to, to really understand where people are coming from and um, really be empathetic and understand uh, you know, why people believe the things they do. So, um, 
you know, I, I would, I would lean toward thumbs up typically just to, it's a, it's a, it's important conversation to have. Yeah. I, I thumbs up for me as well, because you look at the voter participation, which is part of our social mission, helping voter participation in the future is at 56%, you know, it's, it's not great. Um, and so I think it's because politics is stigmatized and thus once it's stigmatized in the home, um, it's harder to teach in the schools because kids hear that, oh, politics should never talk about it. So maybe we shouldn't learn about it. And maybe that is why voter participation is where it is. So I think, like Justin said, I think we should open it up and make it be more okay in a respectful manner. Awesome. That's very well said. And we'll go with the last one. And this is a phrase that I'm applying towards board games. Heavier, the better. Mm. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. <laughs> I feel like we might be on opposite it ends here. <laughs> it doesn't have to be heavy to be, you know, a, a great game. Our, our game is definitely not heavy. And I think um, to this may be a call to the industry. I think to widen the industry further, and it's, the industry has been growing, by the way, year over year. To widen the industry, board game industry as a whole further, I think there needs to be more what hardcore board gamers call filler games. Other board games that are lighter, easier for casual board games or non-board games to pick up and then launch themselves into a heavier board game, if that makes sense. Justin's going to disagree. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I'll probably go with thumbs down on this one. Um, mm. And mostly because, you know, I think there's a there's a time and place where these like heavier board games, you know, and there's there's definitely with some of the heavier ones that um, like Gloomhaven that you're, you know, you're really playing on a, you know, longer campaigns, you know, there, there's a, there's an like, opportunity to kind of get to know um, that group of friends really well and, and kind of go through these like challenges together and really build you know, your relationship with them. And, and, it, and that, that's, that's definitely a lot of fun. I think there's a different element of these like really long and heavy board games that, uh, that, that I definitely enjoy from time to time. So. Awesome. Awesome. So again, Dave and Justin, thank you for coming on the show. And one last time, where can they find by the vote or find you guys? Uh, you can find by the vote on by the and you could pre-order. Uh, we're planning ship in November. Um, and we just want to give a shout out to the fans and play testers, the backers of our Kickstarter. Um, Honestly, board game creation is a labor of love. The most rewarding thing that we can get from this is just the joy that people derive when they play by the vote. And we have seen that so many times over. So thank you all out there for supporting by the vote. Yeah, absolutely. There's, we have all awesome fans and, um, and we played with some people and uh, loved. I think that's the that's definitely the thing that keeps us going. You know, uh, trying to trying to really bring that relationship and that closeness to people that play games and and that you know they want to get to know people more and understand people more. So, um, yeah, definitely buy the vote game .com. Awesome! Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you for listening to another episode of Board Game with Education. If you like what you heard, consider leaving a review on your podcast app. We would love to hear from you. Love to hear what you think. And we'll be back in just three short days with a new episode on Monday. 
and it will be a newly formatted episode. Super excited for this. It's the new topical format for season 10. So be sure to come back on Monday. And until next time, remember, teach better, learn more, and most definitely play more. One game we've been playing recently, we just finished a campaign of King's Dilemma. Highly recommend checking out that game. Thank you for listening in this week. If you like what you heard, be sure to let us know. You can find us on social media as Board Gaming with Education or BGE Games, or email us at podcast at boardgamingwitheducation.com. If you want to support our podcast, be sure to check out our support page on our website. As always, teach better, learn more, and most importantly, play more. Thank you for listening, and until next time.